Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles, the international edition, actually. I am Ron Kolick, your host, and with me all the way from the land of the Red Dragon is the most honorable Steve Parsons. Good evening. I have a quick question for you. Sure. It's been bugging me for the longest time. Yeah. Uh, You know in our introduction? Yeah. uh, And it says... But you will not believe. Mm-hmm. Why? Why won't they believe? Because it's so unbelievable. That's is why. it? Is it though? Yes, it is. My, I don't think it Evidently, is. you don't believe in anything. So I mean, that's that's much that's it. completely untrue. I'm sure you believe in Brexit, but other than that, it's got nothing to do with Brexit. Hello, Cal again. He's very predictable. No, I mean, you know, when we have guests on who are often experts uh, in the area that they have researched and studied. Really? Why do we start the show off on the basis of, well, we've, you won't believe it? It's just really simple. Kind of sounds a bit disingenuous. No, not really, because uh, when you think about it, um, there are people that that don't believe. I mean, what's the percentage of people that actually believe in ghosts? What, less, about 50% maybe? So there's uh, half in the world that don't believe in ghosts, so who cares about experts? They wouldn't believe them anyway. Well, the actual numbers are about 60, closer to 60%. Whatever, of, still a 40% of belief. Of yeah, a is, billion <laughs> people or more. So Well, they didn't poll the entire planet, and around 25%. Um, quarter of the population who claim to have seen a ghost. Now, you can't throw away all that testimony. It's impossible. People and, do. What are you talking about? Uh, well, of course, people do. Well, so there you go. But Joe that, Nichols will never believe yeah, you. But, so if Joe listen, Nichols is listening to the show, he won't believe. So it's not... Well, isn't that, isn't, isn't that more uh, more relates to his belief rather than... The well, that's quality, what he said. The quality of the testament. No. It doesn't matter the, the, the quality of the, the testament. The, well, it does. Of course it does. Oh, it... hell no, it doesn't. Oh, yes, it does, because if no. you're... Te... No and no. Okay, yeah. explain that to me, then. Very well. I can explain it to you, very, because... Go ahead. Just like everything we do in the world, we pick and choose what we want to believe and what we don't want to believe. And you can bring in any expert, and they'll bring bring somebody else who'll go along with their line to show that they're right. So, it's... I mean, look at the flat worlders. I'd have to say no more. <laughs> Um, well, I would counter that by saying two things. One, I'm listening. But belief doesn't alter fact. And two, there's no such thing as fact. Of fact course, all, no, there is. no, no. Of course, there is. No. Now, you speaking as a man of science with your with your environmental degree will know that there is such a thing as fact. 
It is a fact. It is a demonstrable fact that it the sun that the sun, that the sun will rise in the morning. It is a de- demonstrable fact that the sun set this evening. These are unequivocal facts. The fact that water boils at one. There were time we Celsius. thought facts that the that uh, the planet uh, was the universe, science, the center of the science. universe. Science exists on the basis of being continually wrong. right, but science is proven wrong constantly. So well, that's what science. The aim of science is exactly. To be pro- so what is fact? Fact is what it's is what being... you believe in at this time. No, fa- a yes. fact. A fact is something that can be tested and can be demonstrated to be a reality. An unequivocal reality. We all no. accept that the tide goes you, out, not, the tide comes in, the sun nothing goes down, the sun perfect. goes up. These are facts. Except when it doesn't. Well, except it does. Well, not to some parts of the world. I mean, it's, oh. it doesn't go up and down. Well, I guess it does go up and down. Never mind. It does. It's just, um, yeah, I mean, you're, you're going to refer now to the Mediterranean or the Caspian Sea, where the, where the tidal range is so minimal as to be virtually unmeasurable. However, it is still a fact that it exists. There is a, science has always existed on the basis of it is, it is set out to try and prove itself wrong over and over and over. Mm-hmm. And that when it can't prove itself wrong, that's a fact. It's not a fact. When, you, when it can't prove itself wrong, it, estab- it wrong. establishes a, a it establishes a principle. Oh, a, a principle. Principles, principles can be tested by observation, and they can then become established as facts. That is different than scientific consensus. Obser- the, observation, of course, is is. Uh... What's the word I'm looking for? It's, it's not uh, observation between you and I is not the same. Uh, observation, of course, between you and I is not the same. Observation is is non-subjective. Observation is objective. Exactly. Observa- observation is objectively established exactly. by repetition and by objective measurement and by testing of... But you and I both know that that can be flawed. Well, of course it can be flawed, but there you have If instruments aren't calibrated have, properly... And yes, if, it can. Uh, and the, therein, science also has a response to that too. It does uh-huh. it repetitiously, and it does it by the process of peer review, so that these results can be tested and can be tra- uh, found to be wanting in some areas, where measurements were found to be erroneous, where... where conclusions were found to be wrong that is the principle of science it continually tests the ideas established ideas for example it was an established idea perceived as fact by some parapsychologists that if you apply electromagnetic uh, waves to the brain it would induce hallucinations blah 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 now that for the what's that what was that guy's name profinger or something now that was that was that was accepted by many, many parapsychologists as almost a de facto position. And still is used by most ghost hunters. It, it, it still is. <laughs> However, it has been challenged um, on a number of occasions by um, people doing uh, replication studies, and they've come up with a different conclusion. So that argument is far from settled mm-hmm. and, and will continue to go right. on. Now, there are things that are settled, the example being that the Earth rotates around the sun, orbits around the sun, whilst also simultaneously rotating around its own axis. In a broad, that, in a broad sense, 
now, it is. Since right. you raised the flat earthers before, um, you know, we can, by observation, demonstrate that that is a fact. No, not to flat earthers. <laughs> As I said before, belief doesn't change fact. The fact that... Well, they or, will give you facts that it... That no, no, to, no, 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 no. They, they will give you... No, no, uh, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. They have facts they, that they use. Yes, but their facts, when you test them, are flawed. Flawed. Facts. Flawed. But that's besides the point. <laughs> it isn't. It isn't. <laughs> we can take them up in a spaceship. Uh, you know, if if we if we have oh, the we ability, can't go in space, you know that. <laughs> no, they know that. We don't know that because <laughs> we're too stupid to know that because we know that the Earth is a ball. But we could take them up into space if that was affordable and practical. And leave them there, perhaps. Well, that would be one option. But we could demonstrate to them that the Earth is in fact a ball. But then they would argue that in fact it's a disc. And that it's constantly shifting its position around around the observer to always present a circular two-dimensional face to the observer, mm. which is one which is one theory that I actually heard the other day that the flat Earth is actually intelligent and will always present because it's being manipulated by God, and any attempt to observe it as a um, as a sphere will always mm. be frustrated by the fact that you can only ever observe it as a disc. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's God's intention. So he's constantly shifting the position of the Earth in case anybody's looking and they accidentally see it as a sphere. Right. <laughs> Which struck me as being kind of one of the best get-out clauses I've ever heard. That's a good idea. Because it's, you know, first of all, it's untestable. Um, therefore, it can't be proven one way or the other. Um I suppose, because even if you like, were to zoom out, I don't know, a long way into space, um, the Earth would still appear as a disk. And that brings me on to the other thing. I mean, we have this anomaly with it within paranormal research also, because we constantly refer to orbs. Now, an orb is defined as a, sp- a spheroid, a spherical... Uh, I'm talking about the name. Not the object. We talk about orbs. Oh, we're going to because they're called orbs. But and yet, there is no representation of an orb that exists that isn't just a disc. So why do we call them orbs? Because that presumes that they are three-dimensional, and that assumption is based purely upon belief. It's colloquialism too, because you, we call you know Kleenex. I mean. All tissues, Kleenex, or we call well, all things well, actually, Coke. It's, well, so it's, it's, it's more dangerous than that. Well, I would argue that it's more dangerous than that. Well, you can you, argue all you want. Because you will. What, I know. Uh, <laughs> because what, what you have in effect is the, the evidence that is presented shows a two-dimensional disc appearing on a photograph or a video or a two-dimensional shape because not all of them are discoid. Now, by common convention, they have been almost universally named now and referred to as orbs. Now, that immediately presupposes that they're three-dimensional. So you're presupposing something, and you're pre, prejudging a situation uh, and giving people or giving an impression that what people are dealing with is actually... Uh, a sphere, and that it has three dimensions, when in actual fact there is no evidence to suggest uh, 
In fact, all of the evidence that can be presented for the existence of orbs, be they normal or paranormal, only only demonstrates them to be two-dimensional. Really? Well, nobody's ever seen a three-dimensional orb. And nobody's uh, ever photographed a three-dimensional orb. Uh, uh, I'm not sure I can agree with uh, you. I, 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 well, you know, I, it's something that I did, did a bit of research on when we did the yeah, orb project. Yeah, 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 I yeah. Don't, and I've had a lot of people challenging that yeah, and describing that they, they've seen balls of light. Um, exactly. But a ball of light, by definition, when you actually get them to describe it to oh, you, here we go. Yep. what they're describing is a point of light. If you look at the moon, for example... Really? If you look at the moon, go outside and look at the moon, or a star, both of which we know from scientific measurements are spheres, mm. how do they appear to the human eye? They appear as flat... flat earth. Well, they appear as flat two-dimensional discs. because yes, we're on a flat earth. So, by observation and by uh, presented evidence in the form of photography and video, Mm -hmm. we only have evidence for a two-dimensional anomaly. Yet that two-dimensional anomaly, by default, has been referred to by everybody as a three-dimensional object, thereby, first of all, misrepresenting it, Secondly, misleading potential researchers, and thirdly, mis- misdirecting belief in the anomaly itself by giving the impression to people who do not know a great deal about the subject that what they're dealing with is a three-dimensional object when, in fact, the evidence doesn't support that. Mm, interesting. So, you ready? Yeah. Do you want your fortune read? Yeah, go on, man. Yeah, I just got this new deck of cards. I'm dying to try them out. Go on, man. Yeah, it's called the uh, Gypsy Witch Fortune Telling Playing Cards. Mm-hmm. So I have to shuffle them. That's all right. So do you ever have your fortune read, Steve? Just curious. I've, I've, no, I've never had. Oh, sorry, yes, I have once when I was a teenager. Did you really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how, how was it? Uh, well, I'm still waiting for the best part to come true. Nothing, oh, nothing well. so far that they gave me came true, but they did say I was going to live to be 104. Oh, there you go. So I'm holding right. them to that one. <laughs> well, it could happen, you know. Well, it'd be the first so, thing they've been right on. Wow, that's nice. That's not nice. Uh, well, I had the reading, and I didn't. It wasn't share. right. So was, you just didn't go to the right one, evidently. Well, apparently not. But I'm, I'm rather happy. You tell you, will tell you it's not etched in stone. There are changes. Yeah, but, but I am quite hopeful of the, you know, I, I would, with every fibre of my being, want the last part to be right. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I got this stupid thing all set up now. Starting the car, read one card at a time. Okay. So I take, starting from where? Uh, look at significant. Oh, they're all significant. Oh, okay, so this is significant. Anyway, are you ready? I am. Number 31. Okay, here we go. It says, Ah, the eye when near denotes great interest taken by friends when distant and significant suspicion. So you know what that means, right? <laughs> 
enlighten me. <laughs> the eye, when near, denotes right. great interest taken by friends. When distant, it, significa, it significifies suspicion. So, okay, if you so look at a friend and he's close to you, right. you can uh, figure out... Oh, I, I, sorry, so I, if his eyes are too close together... That's it. Yeah. Yeah, excellent. Right. See, we're just whizzing right along. Next so, one. Yeah, so if your friend's eyes are too close together, they're suspicious. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So this is uh, starting to all kinds of significant because the nearest nearness to the center and their relationship to other cards in a diacard. Starting in any card in the read the card. Each card has a complete message interpreted like in its relationship to the man himself in the center. So you have to interpret interpret these, not me. Who? How you like that? Well, so that, the eye that's window, sort of fallen apart, hasn't it? Because I can't see it. I just read them to you. That's what you're supposed to interpret. Oh, okay. Yeah, so the first one was the eye when near denotes great interest taken by friends when significant frickin' thing is suspicion. <laughs> okay, so it's actually saying the opposite when the eyes aren't too close together. Well, that's, yes. how I'm, that's how I see it. That's what you're saying. You're saying by appearance you could tell your friends when their eyes are too close together. Yeah, right. if their eyes are too close together, they're definitely suspect. So you're ready for your second one? I am. I'm turning into a gypsy witch fortune teller. <laughs> the anchor denotes successful ventures in business and love. And surrounded by all these other ones, uh, it is a breach of trust near the, near the dog infinity of the throne you love. What the frick does that mean? Well, you know, I would have said that the anchor would have denoted stability, um, yeah. no, grounding. See, you know. Good job. You? But, oh, the, these other ones influence it. That's what they're saying. Uh, so far, uh, I don't see any of those, so it looks like you're okay. All right, so you have uh, uh, denote success adventures in business. Hmm. Well, I would have thought that, and uh, do you know what? That, that doesn't make much sense. I mean, it, I, I can't read the tarot cards, but if you look at the symbolism of an anchor, it's something that would either fix you or, or in fact, hold you back or hold you in one place. So, stability. What, yeah, stability. But success in business doesn't require stability, does it? Doesn't that well, require? Sometimes it does. If you go, I know some people that start one venture <laughs> after another and they fail at each one. Yeah, but you've got to have, you know, something to. No, I no, it doesn't really fly for me that one. Okay. If you say so. Well, well, I would have thought that, you know, maybe a bird, an eagle soaring into the sky. Mm, no. With an, with, an, with an anchor around its foot. No. No luck. <laughs> Your next one is good. Yeah. Okay. The coffin foretells acute illness or loss of property. No. When, the, when near <laughs> the person. Wait a minute. When distant, it is a uh, probability of averting evil. So, uh, unfortunately, this is close to you. This is close to the other one, which is 19, which is you. So it's close to you. Now I get how this works. Close means the inner side, and uh, the outer ring is, is a distant. So you are by the... So, okay, I got it all now. I got it now. So yeah. basically, it's saying if, if it's close to you, it's it's the first one. If it's distant, it's the other one. Distant means it's the outer ring versus the inner ring. Okay. 
Anyway, so what was so the, what what was the tells acute illness and loss of property when they're a person. You're going to lose something. Uh, is it a coffin? Yeah. As in a casket? Yes. Well, I don't think there's any much to be argued about what that represents, do you? Well, it says it foretells acute illness, a loss of property. So you could lose your favorite pair of sunglasses. No! I know, you'd rather lose the other one. <laughs> 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 I still have, I'm still suffering from the fact from the from the pair you smashed into the car last year. Yeah, these are right on, huh? You can, I can tell. They're in, they're incredibly accurate. Yeah, an excellent. This you is patent good, them. No, this is already patented. Uh, oh. The pig. Oh. Whether near a fire, fire is an omen of phenomenal luck in great abundance with high honors and ambition obtained. So you have got all kinds of good shit happening to you. There you go. There it is. And I like bacon. Yeah, even better. <laughs> You're going to have phenomenal luck and great abundance with you know, high right, honors. Do you know there was, a, there was an advert for one of the big restaurant chains on television earlier today, and it was for their new uh, breakfast menu, which features... Um, Four rashes, or is it three rashes, of bacon in a soft roll with ketchup, or catsup, as Americans insist on calling it. And ever since seeing that, you know how adverts are supposed to not affect you because we're adults and we're intelligent and we know better than to be affected by an advert? Since I saw that advert about six hours ago, I, mean, I could kill for a bacon sandwich. <laughs> you, know, you know, pig is God's gift to man. Oh yeah! Do you know bacon? Bacon, ham, uh, bacon, pork yeah. chops. Do you know that uh, bacon is the only known cure for vegetarianism? I really. Mm. If you yeah, know right. any vegans or vegetarians in your life, um, you know you can save them now, cure them of their ailment, the, of the 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 affliction. Just give them a bacon sandwich. There you go. They'll thank you for it. Mm. So, I don't think we have to continue with this, right? I was enjoying it. Oh, was you? Okay. No, sorry. I didn't. I thought, I thought you were bored. We're just getting I... the hang of it. No, I think we were oh, just getting okay. the hang of it. Okay, okay. Let, let me get cracking here then. Woo, woo, woo. Okay. We, we're just kind of getting getting into it now. All right. The, how much time we got? Okay, we're all right. The bride, ooh, huh? ensures for a single person the fulfillment of their highest aims when uh, near, so it doesn't say if you're married, but anyways, the bride fulfills your highest aims when near, and it is near. It's near to the center. So well, that's good. So, so that's uh, good, right? So success, a bacon sandwich, and uh, yeah, keep your friends close to you. What the ones with eyes, whose eyes are too close together? Right. Yeah. Yeah, and also don't forget the coffin. Yeah, I was going to steal something, something on you. Or, or it could just mean really bad news. Okay. Except for, obviously, I mean, is is death really such a bad bad thing? Because it isn't in the tarot cards. It isn't, is it? No, it means the end of uh, yeah, the, thing, the end of the chapter and the moving yeah, forward. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So it's yeah. So there we are. So moving right on, the rod, oh. the rod near. Uh, predicts family quarrels. Okay. Uh-oh. Uh, nothing so unusual, either. No, how's Cat getting along with you? 
No, as I said, nothing unusual there. <laughs> All right, we'll just move right along after that one. <laughs> oh, here it is. The can't shepherd. beat a good family family quarrel. No, you can't really. The shepherd indicates an extreme love of life and strong feelings. Well, that's you. If I if I was ever going to say that, that is you. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. come on. I've just said at the opening at the opening of the show, I'd be really miss. Uh, really annoyed pissed if i don't live to be 104 i know in fact if i if i found out the death was final i'd be really pissed it won't be i i really hope it won't be because it would be incredibly annoying if it was okay I mean, could you because all of the things that <laughs> i want to find out about i wouldn't be able to find out about mm-hmm. like you know because one of the things about for me has always been curiosity um yeah you and me both that's the one yeah, thing we share. I, I would get really, really, really annoyed if I wasn't able to find out, like, the cool stuff. Like, do we go to Mars? Do we go to Saturn? Uh, no, isn't that killer? Because that's what I want, too. I want to be you know, to, to suddenly find that you, oh, was cheated by death. I didn't find out the answer. Mm. That would Bump. be, that would be, yeah, that would be a real Obama. <laughs> And your last inner one is the Amor sign. That someone is looking with you with great love and longings. Well, that's nice. Must be Dylan. Doubt it be Dylan. He just normally clicks like on everything. <laughs> that's what I mean. Great love. <laughs> no, no, no. He's got he's he's got some new friends on Facebook to harass now. So. Oh, you've been dejected. Uh, didn't say that. Oh, okay. Anyway, uh, we're coming up to the break. Okay, no. yes, I guess. Should we do one? Yes. Okay, this is the outer one now, so this means the distant one. So clouds. Clouds with the dark side towards the person indicates divorce. The bright side towards the person ensures domestic happiness. Whoa, so you got the domestic happiness. I like that. There you go. That was a good one. Well, I've always been a happy little chap. Yeah. Particularly domestically. The roses. Roses indicate beauty and rugged health. You're going to have rugged health, whatever the hell that is. What is rugged health? Uh, could that be, well, I suppose robust? Robust I health? I guess. I guess. Uh, rude. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not unhealthy. No, that's true. Anyways. Uh, generally about- speaking. Mountains indicate the presence of a mighty enemy. <laughs> oh, God. Not Kieran again. <laughs> <laughs> a mighty enemy is going to smack you. Oh, I'm going to be smited. Yes, you are. I haven't been smited in many a long month. Oh, Don, we've got to come up to the break. You've only got, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five cards left, so we'll do those when we come back. Stay tuned as we find out more about Steve's fascinating life through the Gypsy Witch fortune-telling cards. And we'll be right Oh, Wait a minute. Today's show is brought to you by Circles of Wisdom 386, Merrimack Street in Methuen, Massachusetts, and the Gallant Messier Family Law Group on High Street in North End. We'll be right back after the following messages.
Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly gooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give the awards to the Parrax family. And welcome back to part two of Ghost Chronicles <laughs> International, where you find me distracted by a radioactive rock. Um, your host tonight, arguing with Van Helsing, and me, the uh, distracted by a radioactive rock gold standard. Yeah, but I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, but I've only just discovered I'm the, this. I'm the gypsy witch. Oh yeah, sorry, but I've only just discovered this rock radioactive. Well, you'll have to go back in a minute because I have to finish your reading. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. Oh, bad luck. Oh, no. The mouse. The mouse denotes theft. The mouse? Yes. It denotes theft. Uh, Yep. And the loss will be irrevertible. So that sticks with the coffin, because the coffin said you were going to foretell the illness or property loss. So someone's going to steal something from you. Uh, Keep your eyes out. People are forever, st- people are forever stealing my ideas. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Why are you looking at me when you say that? <laughs> How did the Cottingly Fairies talk go down? Oh, I have to, I have to tell you about that. I've only yeah, got four cards, and then we'll go back on that uh, okay. Cottingly Fairy thing. Dying to find out about that. Yeah, I will tell. Uh, anyways, the um, the next card for you is the snake. Which indicates, uh, ooh, which indicates an enemy and calamities. Uh, that, yeah, so it, 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 wow, you have been an enemy. Do you believe that? I have an enemy. Mm. Well, there's no surprise there. Wow. He's not close to you, though, so that's good. I I would be astonished if I didn't have enemies, <laughs> particularly amongst the flat Mario earthers. The be- <laughs> well, particularly I was going to suggest flat earthers, Super Mario Brothers, uh, yeah, all believers. Anybody else that you ve- uh, vegetarians? Uh, yeah, pretty much anybody. Really. All right. So uh, next one, we got three left. So the rare oak 
The railroad forecast a long journey. No, that was early Syria. <laughs> that was before. <laughs> you never know. There might be a plan. It says if near 44, a uh, serious accident. If near 29, a robbery. Well, you're not near 44 or 29, so you don't have to worry about them. You just have to worry about the long journey. Long journeys I can live with. Yeah, okay. Anyway. I've had some practice recently. Yes, you have. That's why I thought you made, I should have done this fortune before you left. Uh, the road. Thank you for the road. Like you're awesome. The road. Uh, the roads turn to the dark clouds foretells misadventures. From the person, uh, evil consequences may be averted. So that's good. You've got some dark clouds, but it is away from you, so it will be averted. So evil consequences will be averted. It's that doll I brought back, isn't it? It probably is. Anyways, here's your last one. Okay. The lilies. The lilies forecast a happy life. Oh. But family sorry, sorrow if surrounded by clouds. Mm. Huh? Well, it was yeah. cloudy all day today. Lying above uh, the person's significant virtuous life. But okay, so uh, happiness. Happy life. There we go. But do, you know pro- do you know what a lot of the problem with these things is? There's don't no you problem. Just find that, well, no, don't you just find them just I very, them. very... Yeah, but aren't they just very, very complicated? No, I mean, I mean this is the first time I did them. Once I, yeah, I, but, I mean, play yeah, with them some more, I'm sure look, I can do them a lot. All of these things, like tarot and... You know, Tarot's these... pretty easy, actually. You reckon? I once did a reading with... with uh, the things I had in my pocket, which was, you know, some change, a receipt from a store, some lint, my car keys, and I did a reading with that. So, yeah, no, it's not that hard. It's all, I, I, it's, it's all about zen. You just zen in. I went to one of those, yeah, well, I went to one of those, oh, what do you call it? Development classes once, a long, yeah. long time ago. Oh, yeah, that's because they drive you nuts with it. Yeah, but... They try to make you learn shit. Well, (laughs) that might have been their mistake. But one of the things (laughs) that they were trying to do was teach people tarot. And the way that they did it, first of all, was to give people uh, the tarot deck. And then you you gave somebody else in the group a reading, and they had to rate you. That's cool. Now, yeah, I didn't... didn't, I'd never seen a... Well, I'd never seen a tarot deck uh, up close and... uh, personal before that this particular night and i didn't know what one card meant from another so i just winged it i made stuff up um why did you no i did i just made stuff up did you and uh it was rated as highly accurate exactly by the the sitter or were you influenced by greater energies in the universe um that's no, what I mean, it's all about, Steve. That's what it's well, that's, all about. That's that's what some people would argue. However, as I was the one that was making the shit up, then you know oh, I could be fairly, really? <clears throat> I could be fairly confident that I was making it up. Oh, were you really? Well, yeah, because I was deliberately subconscious messages. No, I just, I just, wing, I, I was literally just winging it. Exactly. That's what tarot cards are readings. Uh, I could do it, what, do it very accurately. Well, why don't they? Why don't they just stay then? Um, give me money and I'll make stuff up about you. It's, why, it's, do, it, why do they need the cards? Is that well, the just, cards, is that, oh, no, no, is see, that just see, flim flam? 
No, no. Why can two people uh, with the same cards, right, the same cards turn up? How come they can get different readings? And, and the readings, and the deal is what you get from the cards. So you look at a card and, and something comes in your mind. So all it is is a tool. It's not really telling you anything. It's just a tool. Okay. Yeah. It's the, the reading still comes from you. It doesn't come from the cards, really. That, that, all that is is a focal point or a uh, whatever. Anyways, you asked about the cuddling fairies, and I, I think we oh, can yeah. put together those. <clears throat> I put those witch cards right back to my palmetry hand, you know, the one with all the lines in it, mm-hmm. in my skull with the Ouija board on it. Yep, so, and the cursed picture, mm-hmm. and the holographic photograph of Jesus. And the iguana. So, and my, no, iguana's not here. Oh. And my broken clock, which reminds me that even I can be right once or twice yeah. a day. We did this one when I was over there, didn't I? Because somebody once said that to me, and I proved them wrong by snapping one of the hands Yeah, but off. not my broken clock. Yeah, you snapped yours, <laughs> but not my end. Anyways. Yeah, but, you know, they, they confidently said that even a broken clock can be wrong uh, right twice a day. Which is so. true. So I, fa- I gave them a yours, broken clock. It's true. A broken well, clock I gave can be. A, but not every broken clock. No, did they say every broken clock? They, they said, said ah, but, but even a broken uh-huh. clock. Even a broken clock, right? Yeah, they should have been. They didn't say all broken clocks. Did they see? Mm. You, you, once they, again, yeah, once again, you narrowed it to the evidence you wanted for your so nice. That's see, That's how that, that's how my brain works. <laughs> reductionist. It, I have a reductionist brain that sifts down to the point at which trying to find the evidence. And if somebody you know comes up and says, "Hey, this doesn't." It's still white crow, isn't it? It's yeah, I guess the, so. In order to prove uh, you know, that not all crows are black, then you've just got to find one white one. Yep. William so, James, that was, wasn't it? Uh, you're asking me about names. You should know better. Yeah, it was William James. It wasn't M.R. James. <laughs> I mean, lucky I remember mine half the time. No, are yours. Anyways, you asked me about the coddling fairies. And for mm-hmm. those who don't know what we're talking about, uh, just last week I did the uh, fairy festival at VZ as part of a fundraiser for them. And uh, uh, Steve was so generous to lend me his talk on the coddling fairies. So I, I put it all together in the slide thing, and, and I brought it in and uh, set it up, and then I looked at the audience, and they were like, five-year-olds, <laughs> six-year-olds, <laughs> <laughs> and some serious adults. So I was kind of Wow, what a spread. <laughs> there was. That there is was. a difficult one. So, <laughs> I, I had to walk that fine line. So basically the script went out the door. Uh, <laughs> the slides were quite helpful, though, because then yeah. I could, uh, just like reading these cards, you could uh, make up stuff. No, you could just uh, pick the th- talk down low enough so that they would understand but still give information to the adults as well. And it was a, it was uh, interesting, but uh, I do thank you for that. And it wasn't yeah, what I mentioned at all. <laughs> well, I, I have a similar uh, dilemma oh, coming up. Yeah, well, coming up this weekend uh, because it's um, Halloween season. Yes. And uh, I had... Uh, volunteered, I think is is probably the wrong word, but it'll do. Um, to help the local uh, scout troop celebrate Halloween. 
Mm-hmm. Um, now, the scout troop comprises uh, an age range of 6 to 18 years. Um, and so putting together oh, the... that's a big... Yeah, and so itself. putting together the programme um, has been a little difficult. Uh, notwithstanding, notwithstanding, I keep getting warnings from some of the scout leaders reminding me that... Uh, now, this is interesting because the scout leaders are saying they don't want it too scary because it'll scare the six-year-olds. Right. Now, I, as you know, I have a six-year-old son, and I was talking to some of the other parents, all of whom said the exact opposite, that six-year-olds, you can't make it scary enough, <laughs> providing they know it's not real. Right. Um, and so this idea of don't make the costumes, you know, the, uh, the fancy dress costumes too scary mm-hmm. is because, you, I mean, I just look at the sort of television programs and the books that are presented for six year olds and they can be, uh, you know, they're, they're fairly gross. You know, six year olds love gross things like snot and blood and oh, yeah. Yeah. And the, you know, so, yeah, but trying to trying to satisfy the many competing um, needs of a group between six and eighteen years, um, because obviously by the time they get to seventeen, eighteen, they don't want to do um, a lot of the things that six year old want because all they really want is alcohol. <laughs> you know, they they want to hang around out, around the back of the character drinking alcohol mm-hmm. and and flirting. Now that ain't that. That's obviously not on the agenda, mm-hmm. and, and will be frowned upon. Um, <laughs> and and where possible, deterred. But it is. I mean, it's going to be a fun night. I think we what we've got to do is we've got to find a compromise. Um, it's not it, easy. It isn't, is it? No. You know, when people say to us, "Oh, can you come and do a talk for X Y Z group?" Mm-hmm. Now. <sighs> They don't realise, I don't think, the preparation that goes into these things. And then they expect you to come along and do it for next to nothing. Or, oh, well, you're only doing it for ten minutes. Well, hell no, because for that ten minutes, you know how much work goes into... How much prep is involved. Exactly. In your case, it required a whole email. Yeah, I know. It's (laughs) difficult for me, you know? You know what I'm saying? Uh, (laughs) But you've written many talks. I know you have. And you have to actually... I was doing this for free, so, I mean, that's why I bothered you. Yeah, but but even so, I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, people think that you're only doing 10 minutes or 15 minutes or even 45 minutes. When in actual fact, there is... And it goes for all speakers, and it goes for media things, like when you work with the media or when you get phoned up, as, as happens now in this time of year in the UK. Uh, this week I've had maybe five so far, and it's only Tuesday, uh, contacts from different media organisations, all with a mind towards Halloween coming up, all wanting oh, yeah. a, a spooky quote or a spooky story or a mm. comment. Now, in every case, the person that's contacting me is being paid for their story article or item right and yet they contact me and they expect me to give up 15 20 40 minutes of my time or respond at length in an email to them mm-hmm. for nothing no that's the way life is 
But they shouldn't. I mean, these people don't work for nothing. And I'm sure they would be affronted if I said, oh, could you write me a couple of articles? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a... <laughs> yeah, could, you, could you knock off a, a short documentary for me uh, by next Wednesday? There you go. Uh, in fact, actually, I did say that once. But, do you know, I was I was tempted today after doing it because I did four almost back to back today. Oh, God bless you. I know. But I was tempted by the time I got to the fourth one just to go, you know what? Go surreal. Or <laughs> paranormal. <laughs> just completely sort of uh, wrong field, the whole thing, and just agree with it. You know, like, oh, yeah, yeah, demons, they're everywhere. Oh, yeah, you can't get away from demons. They're, they're, they're on the increase. You know, the Catholic Church can't deal with them. You know, they're, yeah, they're, they're rapidly expanding the number of exorcists. And, yeah. you know, they're open no, franchises. Yeah, no demonic attack ever ends well. No. But anyway... But one day I'm going to do that, you know. I'm going to just snap and do it. Yeah, that'd be good. I'll have to save that and then play it for you every time you... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Let me introduce Steve Foss, and, he, and then I'll play this little switch of you saying, yes, ghosts are real, and we're haunted by demons and whatever. Yeah, but it would be... It's tempting, though. <laughs> just once in a while, just to... Ah, do you know what? Hang it. <laughs> so let me ask you this, because... Cool. You're you're a well-educated man. Well, I can think. Read. Uh, yeah, I think you have a degree or two, or three. How many is it? Three. Oh. I'm, I'm, like that, I'm like like that band. Well, the I, the, uh, the I give you credit for that. Yeah, three degrees. Anyway, so I don't know if you've, you've seen them. my my Facebook page, but somebody sent me a picture. A photograph. It's not a picture. We always say that picture. It's not a picture. It's a photograph. It's totally different. Well, they might have painted it. <laughs> I don't think so. Well, they, actually, you know, it, it would happen, I guess. Uh, Send you a picture that I, somebody I just knocked off with the watercolors this afternoon. <laughs> exactly. Is we it paranormal? Time, though, don't we? <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, we still refer to we still refer to digital stuff as um, video recordings. Or yeah. you know, videotape. Um, you know, all sorts of weird things. Old old habits die hard. Anyway, sorry about the about the photograph. No, no, that's all right. I was just uh, calling it up, so I needed a few minutes anyway. So you were oh. fine talking about that. So anyway, somebody sent me a, a photograph in, and uh, I don't know if you saw it on my Facebook page. It was no, it was I've been a bit basement. Better. Distracted okay. by Boy Scouts today. Okay. It, it, well, it's, it's, been on your, wrong. it's been on your... Yeah, I know. I'm not going to touch it. <laughs> I'm being gentle today. <laughs> uh, it, it's a uh, photograph of uh, a basement, and it actually has orbs in it, mm-hmm. which, you know, it's always interesting when people send you photographs of orbs. Uh, but... Wait, there's more. <laughs> well, there's more. Uh, they sent me one of the photos. There's two photographs, one with tons of spider webs hanging down and all these orbs. And then they sent me another one with a red line drawn on it. And uh, you can see there's an orb close to the lens. Uh, so it's it's big and it's like only half an orb because it's half on and half off. But behind it, you look at it. And it appears to be a photograph of a, I'm not a photograph, an image of a woman. That's the word I was looking for. So 
So what what is that, Steve? What what, what I mean, we're ghost hunters, right? Yeah. Okay. So if we see this thing, do we just dismiss it as pareidolia, or could it actually be the, a capture of a apparition? Um. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm I, serious. I'm really serious. No, and I'm going to give you. And, and, and my response would be: I had, I've had this week several almost identical requests. I'm sure you did. Yeah. yeah I know. Okay. Now I'm not going to name the particular person um, right. in case they're listening, but uh, I was sent a photograph that isn't dissimilar. There was what there was an apparent figure on the photograph. Right. And uh, you can see it very clearly, right? No, no, no! I could see the anomaly that they that they obviously referring to, that's, and it says. Uh, so, right, so the photograph was sent, and it said, okay. "I have attached the photograph. Tell me what you think, then I will give you details about it." Okay, so it, the photograph was sent with nothing else. Okay, so that's good. It gives you a little. Uh, well, okay. So trying, my, reply, to, yeah. my reply. My um, reply. I thank them, obviously. Um, and this is my reply. I have spent an hour examining the photograph, and to be honest, there is little that I am able to offer by way of comment. The lack of clarity, and more importantly, the lack of context or information, and the lack of oh, okay. the data file, makes anything I would be able to suggest almost worthless. Stay with me. I presume that the object in, of the picture is the apparent figure-like anomaly that appears in the centre of the frame and which could represent a number of possibilities, several of which depend upon knowledge of the location. For example, is the darker rectangular region around the anomaly another doorway at a lower level or the top of a stairwell or potentially even a mirror attached to a wall? However, regarding the anomaly itself, which is what I focused upon, there are some additional things that do strike me. The first being that it appears to be unusually flat or two-dimensional, and also it appears to be out of proportion to how I would expect a person to appear based upon the surrounding architecture, which I presume to be of a round normal dimension. Of course, this is an assumption, as I do not know the distance from the position of the anomaly to the photographer, nor anything about the location. There also seems to be some difference in the lighting between the anomaly and the surroundings, which is also not how, uh, which is different from how I would expect human skin to reflect the camera flash. Again, I am forced to base this upon several assumptions about the colour of the plaster or render on the wall against which I judge this. I admit to further considering the anomaly as an apparent person on the basis of the file name, which suggests that this may be attributed to an identity, most likely a military one. I won't give the file name. Mm-hmm. However, this is pure conjecture on my part. Overall, as with many pictures as I get sent for comment, I am left in a position where I can offer little, almost nothing of worth or value. Overall, I am able to say that there is some anomaly that appears to be similar to a human figure and indeed may be an actual person. They may be in the form of a poster, a photograph or a reflection. They may be ascending or descending stairs or standing on a lower floor or be of small stature. 
It is also possible that the anomaly is nothing of the sort and is an item of furniture or ornament or part of the structure of the building that appears to be similar to a figure due to the lighting and the circumstances of the picture. And, of course, I cannot rule out the, the anomaly being that of some apparition or phantasm. That would be the hardest to comment upon, as we lack any meaningful information about the nature of such things, except to note that they are reported frequently in some locations and by witnesses who are credible. I regret that I am unable to offer much else, but this is more often the norm, and I regret, and I further regret being unable to assist. Um, sorry, and I, I actually wrote this, I can't even read it now. Um, and that being unable to assist is something that I am forced to, um, the position I am forced to uh, provide most of the time. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, since I sent that, that's, that's I've, had, I've had four other requests for pictures or videos to look at from different people. Mm, lovely. But what can you do? Because, I mean... <laughs> I mean, I, I just... How do we it demonstrate just, it, it? I mean, how can we ever demonstrate it's a ghost? We can't. That's the thing that bothers and, and, me. And on the basis of... I mean, a lot of these... And yet I hate dismissing, too, because that makes us uh, well, pretty much I, like Joe Nickel. Well, the thing is, you can't dismiss it either. Unless... Mm. Uh, I mean, you saw one, one picture I presented uh, during Spirit Quest where it was easy to demonstrate by... Uh, changing the exposure settings of the photograph that was provided, you could clearly see what the cause was. And that's really rare that that takes place, um, because most often uh, you can't. You can you, you could use uh, any amount of um, software analysis techniques, but get nowhere because you're still left with a smudgy, blurry, fuzzy whatever it was to begin with. And how can you ever demonstrate that it wasn't a ghost? Because, and how do you ever demonstrate it was a ghost or whatever? It's, it's, it's one of those, like, you don't want to be rude and say, look, you know, we're all wasting each other's time here because however much you want it to be a ghost, I can't say it is. And actually I probably can't say it isn't. Uh, it would be easier for me to say it isn't. Uh, based upon, you know, sometimes... <laughs> well, exactly. If I if I was standing in the spot where the photograph was taken and I could see the scene and I could measure things and I could say, oh, well, that blob on the picture is actually a mantelpiece and that blob over there is something else, then you at least can put the picture in context. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was the case with, for example, the photograph that was presented from Vizi a while ago. Because it was possible to revisit the location and to and to have knowledge of the location and to say uh, some things about the picture, right? Uh, but not what not what the anomaly itself was. But you could say a great deal more than when somebody just sends you or comes rushing up to you when you're out on a, an investigation, thrusts a smartphone or a, a, you know a camera phone screen into your face and says, "Can you tell me what this is?" Well, you know, the only answer you can honestly give them is yes, it's a camera phone. Yeah, and that's pretty much what it is—a camera phone. But you know, it's so it's so intriguing to me because I know that's—I mean, that's we're looking for uh, 
you know, to explore the possibility that, that spirits exist or don't exist. And, and we get evidence. I hate using the word evidence. We get a, a, uh, a picture like this. And it, it, to me, when I first I look at it, it's, I mean, it's very clear. It looks like uh, a woman. However, that being said, I, I know nothing about it. I mean, what, did he see the woman there? I mean, what what what's the lighting situation? What is the, uh-huh. the, the phone from the whatever is there? And, was I mean, there it's got a woman tons there? Of was there a statue of a woman there? Was there a right. photograph of the woman pinned to a wall? What was on the wall, actually? I mean, you've got to remember, very recently, did you see that thing that came up this week from the, the, the baby's cot? No, where there appeared to be a ghostly baby. And uh, actually, the mother had said, oh, uh, I very nearly panicked until I went and visited the room for myself and pulled back the covers and realized that the infrared light was shining through the bedsheet onto a picture um, on the mattress cover itself of a baby girl. But on the infrared picture, the infrared camera could see right through the sheet and appeared to be a second child lying on the on the cot. And we know that infrared can see through underwear. I mean, uh, see through clothes. It can under certain circumstances. Certain circumstances, yes, I have witnessed that. <laughs> Anyways, we got to go. Uh, you know, today's show is brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrick Street in Methuen, Massachusetts, and the Gallant Mercier Law Group on High Street in North Andover. And if you want a reading for me, I'll tell you what, I'm, gonna, I'm in a good mood. If you want a gypsy witch fortune reading for me, I'm only going to do one. I'm not doing a thousand. Uh, send me a request either on our page or, or on Facebook. And, uh, you know, Together what? with a remittance via PayPal of $25. Nah, no remittance. This is something. <laughs> You're going to give this. mediums a bad name. I gave you a free, free reading, so don't you complain. All right, we got to go. Good night and God bless, everyone. Good night, God bless. May the gods go with you. There you go. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good Lord.